What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brennan Scott again from Locked On Wizards. Today, we are going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly about Bradley Bill. That's right, the real deal Bradley Bill, the franchise player of the Washington Wizards. We are going to do the positives and negatives of his season and a final grade. Next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So what's up, everybody? It's your, again, it's your boy, Brandon Scott, again, from Locked On Wizards. We are going to be discussing Bradley Bill. He is the first of the players when it comes to the end of the season grading that we're going to do this week and next week, me and E. Um, be, thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So let's let's slide into it again, probably for the third time. Uh, we, uh, we are going to go through the positives, the negatives, and the final grade for the real deal Bradley Bill. So let's get into the positives, shall we? Because I know y'all wait on the negatives, but let's, let's get into the positives first. Let's, let's hear the good news first. So what is the... What were the positives that I got out of Bradley Bill's performance this season? Now, obviously, before we get into that, I'm going to go over his stat line. Um, he averaged 23 points a game this season, four rebounds, five assists. He shot 50% from the field and 36% from the three. So overall, he did have a really, I'm not going to say really good, but he had a good year. You know, now if you compare it to the year where Russell Westbrook was here, you know, uh, the 2020 2021 season where he averaged 31 obviously the scoring is you know was up there but if you consider the fact that he played next to Kyle Kuzma and Chris Opazingas which we're going to grade and talk about them later this week but which they also averaged 20 plus a game so you know with with three guys all three averaging 20 plus a game I'm not expecting any of the three to average anywhere close to 30 points a game so I'm and I have no problem with the stat line but I'm um, looking at his positives okay well first of all let's let's get the very obvious positives out the way before we critique him as a player okay um community outreach you know the things he's done for this community um especially i believe is uh man the final week of the season where he donated money to uh dc for kids to to be able to eat during the summertime which you know i I live closer to the shenandoah valley so and we kind of have the same issues out here you know a lot of kids um who are lower income, you know, very often than not, the only meal they get is at school. So the summertime is very hard for kids who are going through, you know, lower income household or having issues at home. So I, I really like that he did that. Um, doing, you know, dedicating basketball courses near Howard, you know, his community outreach has been pivotal. You know, he's done a lot. You know, and it echoes a lot of other franchise players we've had in DC. You know, Bradley, um, John Wall was huge in the community. I mean, very huge, very popular in DC. You know, more so for off the court, just as you know, as much as on the court performance. Um, you know, I I don't know about Gilbert Arenas. Um, I had I'm under the impression he didn't do too much in the community, which is is you know, it's all good. But you know, but again, you know, uh, the Gilbert Arenas era, I was actually active duty in the army. So you know, while I was able to catch games, you know, unless I was in the field or deployed overseas, um, but 
you know, as far as like local news stuff in community, I didn't get a lot of that where I'll station, I'll station all over the place. So I don't have much to say about the Gilbert Arenas era as far as doing stuff out of, you know, out in the community, but John Wall and Bradley Bill, both callous in the community and Russell Westbrook was his one year here. Uh, number two, he averaged 20 plus, you know, points a game this year. So, you know, he's still that score, 23 points a game, you know, like I said, 50% from the field, 36% from three. So he's still that score, which slides into my third positive, which is when he was a scorer and not a playmaker, he played well and he played at a high level. You know, we know, and then, like I said, I'm gonna get into the negatives, but you know, with the with the turnover, especially in clutch time in the fourth quarter, you know, bouncing the ball off his foot, you know, um being ISO heavy, um, slowing down the ball movement. And you know, those are issues that, that came along with Bradley Bill trying to be a playmaker or trying to be you know, another point guard. No, when he sits back and he and he's a scorer, sits back and he scores, and that's his mo. He is very successful, and I think that you know, obviously, this franchise is going forward with Kyle Kuzma, Kristaps Porzingis, and Bradley Bill. This solid three together as a core. So, for this team to be successful, I truly believe that this offense is better served running through KP or running through Kuz and letting Bradley Bill be a scorer and not a facilitator. And especially when we get that point guard, you know, he's, you know, it really behooves him to be that score because, you know, when we finally get a point guard, we're going to have a guy who's going to be able to, to orchestrate the offense. So before we get into the negatives about Bradley Bill's season, tonight's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Ultimate Pro Basketball General Manager is the coolest game I've played in a long time. I've always thought I could be a great NBA GM. As it turned out, it's not that easy. If you had the same thought and have fantasized about managing your own basketball franchise, go and download Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, such as playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you're responsible for dealing in with challenging personalities, players and coaches, hiring the right coaches and assistant coaches, trading and training players, and making draft picks. Navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of the multiple seasons and the NBA. All this in the challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball Gym is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want. Locked On Wizards fans and listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, and look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com, Ultimate Basketball General Manager. Start your dynasty today. And again, thank you for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. Every dayers. Tomorrow, we are going to break down the end of the season grades for Krista Brzingis. So definitely tune in tomorrow for that. So let's get into the negatives. Um, obviously, you know, there's, there's a little more negatives and positives, but Bradley Bill, what, what, what was the negatives about his season? Number one, injuries. You know, he, had, he dealt with a lot of injuries. You know, you know like they say, um availability is the best ability and with him being on a supermax contract year one of a supermax contract and being that top option the franchise player you know his inability to be on the court hurt you know especially when it came down to the chemistry between him kyle kuzma chris opposingas and especially his chemistry with the supporting cast um two body language especially during losses okay um me and ed we both got on him a lot this year with bad body language um, you know, obviously when he plays Boston, he has a close relationship with 
Jason Tatum, they both reside from St. Louis. And that's fine. You know, a lot of people come from the same areas and they, and they have that relationship, especially with the fact that they grew up together. Um, I believe uh, Riley Bill actually um, grew up with Nelly, the rapper. So, you know, he has a relationship with uh, with people from St. Louis. And I get that. But, you know, when you're in the middle of the game, especially in a game where you're losing big, it's just not good body language to high five team uh, players on the other team, to smile on the bench, to be at the free throw line smiling. Um, I'm not going to harp too much on it because I've, I've had my moments this season on the subject, but I'll say this, you know, the body language, you know, yet usually with younger players, you see bad body language, even support players, but you know, from your franchise player, that's not what you want to see. You don't want to see him laughing when you're getting blown out. Yeah, um, Cause that's not body language you see from top tier franchise players. You know, if you look at Michael Jordan, he never laughed when he was getting blown out. You know, Kobe Bryant was never smiling when he got blown out. You know, you, these top guys with that dog in them, that 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 Mamba mentality, you know, they're they're not smiling when they're getting blown out. And, and the body language has to be showing up because you know, you know, look, I get it, man. You know, when you make this amount of money and when you had are in the position you are, you are subject to public opinion. You know, especially with us being Wizards fans, we are also consumers. So me personally, you know, I don't want to see my franchise player laughing and smiling when they're down 15 to 20 points. Um, number three interviews on his patience. Let me say this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here on a, on, I'm going to take his side. I mean, I'm going to give you my take um, from a player perspective. Obviously, you know, when you're that guy, um, when you, when the, when a franchise has dedicated that amount of money to you, that is telling the franchise is telling you as a player that you hold, a certain amount of significance and importance for the franchise. And that's what they did when they signed Bradley Bill to that Supermax. But the lack of patience, I'm going to say this. I don't really want to hear too much about your lack of patience when the franchise paid you a quarter of a billion dollars. Now, you knew that when you signed that contract that putting talent around you was going to be that much harder, especially year after year as your salary grows every year. So, the, you know, I, I don't really know much – you know, I don't really have much to say about his lack of patience, you know, because your contract is the reason why Tommy Shepard has to will and deal and try to, you know, find a ways to build around you. And, he, and he's getting it done. You know, like I said, I, I, I just did a grade on Tommy Shepard and I get it. It wasn't the best grade because he hasn't hit on draft, you know, on the draft or trade. But again, we're talking about Bradley Bill. I'm not going to get on Tommy Shepard. But, you know, Tommy's job to surround Bradley Bill with talent is that much harder with the contract. So, you know, I, again, I really in if you add that to the fact that you've been injured, I just, I don't want to hear about your lack of patience, you know, be healthy, work, work on being healthy, work on being that score and work on being that franchise guy, being a leader and start worrying about patience. Because if you do your job as a leader and if we have the chemistry for this solid three and, and Tommy Shepard is able to go out and do what he has to do this offseason, this can be a better team. So, you know, that, that those are the negatives that I see from, rally build this season so before we get into my final grade tonight's episode is brought to you by game time so have you ever had issues trying to find tickets for baseball football basketball even a concert well buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theaters near you with killer deals and last minute tickets and the best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have so I've had experiences using uh, Ticketmaster, SeatGeek, but I, I've really found game time to be very, very user-friendly. 
Um, so forget about planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Yeah. Get exclusive flash deals and tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section of the road for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's right. 110% of the difference. Get images of the seat you before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect and what you, your uh, field of view is before you buy the tickets. Buy the tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email again. Snap the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So. What is my final grade before we roll out tonight? It's going to be short and sweet tonight. Um, obviously, everybody, uh, you know, with the Wizards not being in the playoffs, uh, we are going to right now before the draft, or rather this week and really next week, we're going to do a lot of end of the season grades and a lot of evaluation from the players, coaches, everybody. You know, there's going to be a lot of evaluations. But going towards the draft, we're going to be doing a lot of draft content. And, of course, going after the NBA Finals, going towards – free agency we are going to get into a lot of free agency so definitely tune in because we're going to do a lot for the offseason a lot of draft a lot of offseason content so what is my final grade for bradley bill taking into account that yes he is a pivotal factor in this community you know as a scorer he did well last season if you look statistical you know excuse me statistical wise you know, he played well, 23 points, four rebounds, five assists a game. So, and he did that playing next to two guys who, and likewise, scored 20 plus. So I, th- I felt like he had a decent season, but injuries, availability is your best ability. And the fact that he was injured, hurt him, uh, body language issues off the court, you know, the issue with flipping the fan's hat. Um, I said it then, I, it's this sketchy situation where really both parties are at fault, you know, restraint on the part of Riley and really, you know, Come on, man. Who really cares about a drunk fan's parlay? But I get it. But the body language, you know, the issue off the court, um, I, I'm not going to really put that issue on him, but the body language is. And interviews on patience. Nobody's trying to hear that. So uh, what are my what is my final grade for the season for Bradley Bill? And it, this was a hard one. Um, I'm going to give him a C plus. You know, I, obviously, there's going to be some people that, that agree. It's going to be some of y'all that don't agree. But I'm, I'm giving him a C plus because while injuries, while his availability was an issue, um. If you take out the part where, you know, the bad turnovers and crunch time, when he settles into being that scorer, he is in his he's in his zone. He's in his element. So I'm gonna give him a C plus. Um, I think that it could have been a better season for him, especially with injury wise and being available. Um, especially, but I think that the fact that them having him bring the ball up is more so on coaching. Than it is on Brad, but again, you know, being that franchise guy, you got to be very vocal with the coaching to say, "Look, I'm not that dude." So I'm gonna give him a C plus. And so again, um, this week uh, we are going to cover Chris Opazingas, Kyle Kuzma, and the rest of the starting five this week. And next week we're going to get into the young core and the bench pieces, and we're going to ramp up and do a lot of draft stuff within the next week or so, and free agency stuff after the NBA Finals. So thank you for making Locked the Wizards your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we are going to talk about Christopher Zingas and the good, the bad, and the ugly with the unicorn and his final grade. 
And we're going to also do Kyle Kuzma the day after. So, again, I appreciate y'all, and I will see y'all tomorrow. Hail to the Wizards, and peace!